This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Okay, what's yep? It's a head shake. It's a three. It's a three-way head shaker. We're just gonna do what this. What the for, hell was that? We're gonna do this for one hour. We're just gonna do this. Yeah. No. We're just gonna no. do this. No. I even wore. I even wore guys my phenomenal t-shirt. I wore my pink. I wore my victory. I pink wore my hat. phenomenal t-shirt, <laughs> and this was anything but. In the words of Bobby, phenomenal. This was a phenomenal collapse. This wasn't. This was another PH sounding word, but it wasn't phenomenal. Um, no. An effing disaster. Uh, uh, hold on one second. I agree. Like, look, guys, this is the thing. It's it's low hanging fruit, right? Yeah. It's so easy to bash this. It's so, so easy. Let's also, praise for, it. let's praise it. I'm going the other direction. I liked <laughs> what I saw tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, or, or, you can, or you can you take first. the. Or you can take what the defensive Celtic stance is going to be like. Oh, they still—if they still have the second best record—and you know, oh, it's season ended. And like, uh, the, pack it up yeah. for the year. No, they're saving it. Just look. Just you, you judge everything for what it is. You don't overreact to a single thing. But it's so easy to say worst loss of the season, worst this, worst this, worst that. This was far and away the worst loss of the season. Not mm-hmm. only because they legit quit. Like in the worst way I've ever, the worst way they have all year. They, I mean, Joe Mazzola being mic'd up on the ESPN broadcast, actually for a portion of you actually heard him. He's like, so just do this, do this. And he's like, and we have to play harder. Like play harder. Like, what are you doing? That like, and that's, yeah. Yeah. That, that's the death sentence right there. Cause I, I just remember one of the things that Larry Brown used to always say was I can coach a lot of things. Effort ain't one of them. You either okay. want to play hard Larry or you Brown. don't. I, I, I can't do anything about that. And you saw out here. I mean, the, the ease in which they pushed that lead up to 28 points, they easily gave it away. And they did it the, the way that leads like that always disappear. You stop playing. And Completely. I no disrespect to Mikael Bridges because Mikael Bridges is a good player. And he's had some of his better games against the Celtics and against Tatum. But he's not that damn good. I'm sorry. He's not that damn good. I mean, he looked like a perennial all-star out there tonight. Uh, and, and he's a good player, but he's not that good. And the Celtics, I don't know. what I don't know. If you're Joe Mazzula, what, what the hell do you say to your team after a game like this? I mean, it, he probably won't say much, right? knowing uh, based on what, I, what I've seen. Uh, and he certainly is no Larry Brown. Larry Brown would have had a conniption. Larry Brown would have had a heart attack out there in the middle of that second half if he was but, coaching this game. There's so many things to point to, and that's what's so frustrating is like, you know, you got a bad shooting night like you had against the Knicks. Knicks wasn't a low effort game. Knicks was this was low effort. This was right. less. This was about the Knicks same amount of effort as the All Star game. game. This yeah. looked like the yeah. All Star game, except Celtics couldn't score. So in right. that sense, it was right. an All Star game. But you could based see on the way it. I saw them trying, it was. 
and again, we'll always go to it. It's a top-down thing, and I think Tatum was the one who was letting them down the most there in that second quarter, really starting to get lax with a lot of what he was doing. His passes, his dribble, his shot selection. One time he missed a three, he sat there holding it the entire time and let let his guy go by for a leak out and an easy layup. Just, just, just that stuff is so bad. It just looks bad. It's not like he's the only person in the world who does it. It's just, it's a top-down situation. It has to be the top down. You lead by example and you also stop it top down and people are going to kind of follow your lead with stuff. But everybody was just walking around. I mean, the worst part about it is they gave it up so early. They had so many chances to be like, oh, OK, let's get serious. Like the, just the numbers at the high water mark of that 28 point lead, which was like five minutes into the second quarter. Uh, 51-23. They get outscored 32-13 down the stretch in the second quarter. That should be a pretty big wake-up call. They're still up nine to enter the second quarter, third quarter. Okay, they'll come out in the third and 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 light it up. Nope. Show a pulse. Do something. 15 to 15-6 run. Celtics offense goes dry. They score six points in the first like five or six minutes. Tie ball game. They go into the fourth quarter, down however many points they were down. Okay, let's get serious here in the fourth. They start Tatum and Brown in the fourth quarter, something they don't normally do. So you put your A team out there trying to make that push. What happens? 17-6 to six run to start the fourth quarter for the Nets. And, and time and again, every opportunity to be like, all right, all right, all right, we're done screwing around now. Because these are the games where you can play 12 minutes and win, you know. And they should have been able to, to stop the bleeding multiple times. And they just chose not to. It was, yeah, I was, it, it was so – I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this store, score just get closer and closer and closer. And I'm thinking, okay, at any minute now, this, like, 12-point game is going to become 22. Mm-hmm. And just like that. Okay, it's down to eight. Okay, they're going to you're going to push the thing and make it 15, right. 16. And it just never happened. And that, that's the – if you're the Celtics, you know, you're – you're in the middle of trying to get that number one seed. And when you get to the end of the season and you start looking at all the receipts over the course of the season, you're going to have this. Every team has bad losses. That's a given. But there's certain losses that stand out for the absolute putridness of them more than others. And this is one of those games. This is, and you know what? I think it was last show. Somebody, and we put the question up. What, you know, what are you concerned about most about this team? And my answer was, mental toughness and the ability to put your foot on their throats when you have them, you know, in a position where you can win. And like, this is, I mean, I didn't expect, I didn't expect to be this right this quickly. It's probably the first time in the history of my life that I have been, but this is an example of what what scares me about this team is that lack of a killer instinct and that ability to look so good one game and so damn bad the next, you know? So it's like you go from the Knicks then you go. Uh, who they just? Who they just um, beat? I already forget. And then um, this game when they they lose to the Nets. So it's not the even, best color man in the league for nothing. Even in Cavs, thank you. <laughs> At least Tim can help me out there. And you guys just let me in, left me on. I was gonna let you flounder for a little bit, yeah. Um, I, I totally was. <laughs> even well, you did. You you, you did. So you, you were and you did. So yeah, we'll move on. But my point is, these guys are so up and down sometimes in games, but during the season too. It's like. The consistency is what I want. But I also, like, where is that damn killer instinct? Jason Tatum, it's your damn birthday, man. You go out there and play like you did tonight? Were you, all late? Were you up late last night celebrating? For, were you no, up only, midnight Deuce, celebrating only, your birthday? only Deuce. Only Deuce's birthday. Uh, for his, true, he'd true. Be, he goes to work on his birthday. 
Right. Well, he went. He, he didn't really yeah. work. He didn't really put in he much. Got work worked tonight. over. He got worked like over. Zero of eight That's from three. Happened. I mean, this I is know, another bad shooting. He had night. whatever he wanted going to the basket. That's what was perplexing. Three wasn't mm. falling, but I mean, my God, he was getting to the bat. He was getting to the rim at will if he wanted to in this game. That shouldn't have been uh, a challenge. I'm surprised that it went the way that it went here. You know, with that yeah. because I, 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 the Celtics were scoring was the Celtics were scoring with minimal the effort. Were, yeah. The Celtics were. Favorites at halftime, if you, you were minus 1,000 at halftime. Everybody in the world thought they were going to still win this game. But the problem was they gave the Nets a pulse. You give a bad team a chance. You give a bad team the, uh, the belief that they're not a bad team. They're no longer a bad team. They had all the momentum going into that second half. They wrote it up. These guys are NBA players. They have pride. They're certainly skilled enough players. I know Shiraj just dogged our guy, um, uh, Bridges, but... This guy He's could. A good this, player. this guy He's could good. have. This guy could have a real future in the NBA with a bigger role, I and mean, he showed it tonight. So, um, you know, you can't just. And they've done this before. Who Who is the team that they that they didn't show up for because uh, their star player was ruled out like ten minutes before the game and they lost? I forget who it was because I can't. My brain's not functioning. But this was earlier in the season. I think. Yeah, OKC. Thank you, Tim. Uh, SGA on OKC was ruled out, and the Celtics. And they gave up 150. Yeah, they gave 150. At that point, it was their worst loss in the season. This might take the cake now, but point being, these guys, they don't know how to keep the like the mental toughness going. They don't need. They don't know how to stay angry or like, you know what I mean? Like you just gotta play hard for for the entire game. It doesn't matter who you're playing because bad teams will beat you if you don't bring it. Yeah, you think, that's that's what I think you're gonna cakewalk? It's not gonna happen. But, Jimmy, that, I, and I think you, you just hit the nail on the head right there. I think there's certain teams that they look at on a schedule and think that, yeah, exactly. we just basically need to show up and we'll play okay and we should be okay. And Brooklyn, they're not one of those teams. I think sometimes people forget that this Brooklyn team, they don't have any choice but to play with great effort because they don't have the top-to-bottom talent that yeah. a lot of teams in the Eastern they're Conference grinders. do. Right. And, and plus, you know, and again, they're, they're still figuring out how to make a lot of things work. I asked Jock Brown about that before the game. You know, and he brought up the fact that, you know, there, there'll be a play that pretty much every team runs, but Brooklyn players on the team now run it a certain way. Guys coming from Phoenix run it a different way, but the same play. And, and you're trying to get everybody on the same page, and they're going to have games like this where it's all going to come together for them. And, and the Celtics, again, this is a, once again, this is a blown opportunity to beat a team that you should have no business having any struggles with, uh, particularly the way you're built, the way you're playing. And the fact is, they still don't really know what they're working with over there. They're experimenting. They don't know what the... This is a bad loss. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's no getting around that. I, I, I show me the silver lining other than the fact that the game is over. They're That's just about- playing basketball. You know what, Charlie? It just comes down to playing basketball sometimes. And the Nets just went out there and they just did their thing. I mean, yeah, it started off horrible for them, but they got a little bit going. Jacques Vaughn is a great coach. I mean, they just resigned. They just extended him in Brooklyn for a reason. So. He's got guys playing for him, and, and these guys don't believe that they suck. That's the important thing. Even if even if everybody else does, even if the Celtics do, 
As long as they don't, I mean, Bridges, 38. Dinwiddie's been a Celtics killer for years now, 17 tonight. He didn't, yeah. have, a, he didn't have an unbelievable yeah, that, game, but yeah, he was he, effective he, for sure. Yeah, this was this was a Cam Johnson had his three, he was hitting shots tonight. Well, the weird thing about Cam Johnson, he was not making that many shots. He just well, got a, threes, he, he, had, he had like a five minute stretch where he was ones. he made some big buckets. Yeah, uh, and, and so and that's all you needed. I mean, the, the Celtics, I, I don't know how they can look at this and not be angry about it. I mean, yeah, it's it's not I in, hope the grand so. scheme, in the grand scheme of things, this is not going to make or break your season. But you should still have some type of visceral re- reaction to a game that you just slip you slept walk through like the second half for the most part. It's it's not the mark of a of a championship caliber team to to put performance in like this. I mean, especially when you already learned from the OKC loss, and they did come out after that and said, "I think we, you know, sort of took took them for granted." You know, we kind of when we heard that you know uh, SGA was was going to be out, we kind of thought that it was going to be an easy win. You just did the same thing now, okay? You went up big, good for you. And then you thought that you could just what play the clock, and these guys weren't gonna—they didn't have enough talent to score enough baskets to catch up to you. So I don't know. It's a frustrating loss. I, I really want to hear what Missoula had to say after the game. Um, I'm probably he probably didn't say much, but um, I still want to find out. Um, I, I think mean, just, Joe's gonna be spicy and mad tonight. I don't think he will. I've never, I've never even seen him. He's I think it's maybe the at first a media time. member. That's the only time I've seen it. I think it's the first time. Normally, he answers Bobby in three-word answers. It's going to be like just grunts at Bobby's questions tonight. Um, <laughs> That's more of a Bobby. I could see. No, no, no. I, I'm just kidding. I could see him being. I could see him saying, bringing up effort tonight. Because I, I think it was I hope so to God that he does. I think it was so effort. Don't. If, if I mean, look, here, it doesn't. It's insulting to our intelligence and fans don't want – fans kind of want the fiery throw the chair coach sometimes. Like, But like, we know tips. that like players don't like give getting thrown under the bus and Missoula's not that guy. But you have to at least acknowledge what's very obvious here or else you seem obtuse or just like, you, like you're missing the, what the hell's going yeah, on. Yeah, you're missing the point here. Like it's okay to say they didn't – like they know they didn't play tonight. I, I – it's uh, – but we'll see what he says. It, ultimately – it doesn't really matter what he says. Him taking people to task publicly is just red meat for us. It makes us feel good. It doesn't really amount to anything. So I, I don't know how important. Him to single well, out. I'm not asking him to single oh, out, guys. There needs to be accountability for what the hell we just saw. There might be behind the scenes, and, 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 you know. Well, see that? No, no. You're, you're trying to galvanize your fan base and, and people to, to believe in you that you're a championship caliber teammate. You may say, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Yeah, it kind of does. Uh, it, it matters a lot. Uh, you, the people that pay good money to, to come to these games, they kind of want to know I, what the hell just happened. And, and yeah. to me, if you can't explain what happened, at least own up to the fact that something that was plain and obvious to all of us, lack of effort, was a problem. And it may not be a problem throughout the rest of the season. It may just be a one-night-only type there of thing. Know. But, damn it, own it for that one night. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm yeah, I'm with you. I mean, again, like I said, is I'm always kind of like it's my media brain versus my like fan brain and like trying to assess like does it actually really matter i do think sometimes fans do feel better when there is some sense of accountability yeah. um and that's fine uh and, and it's course. all fine and good yeah and, and i don't think tell us do that it doesn't matter yeah i don't think you have but to do I think that most every fans single loss, generally, but this one this is a, this is one where you need it you need to own up to what the hell happened and let, let folks know from your yeah. perspective as the man in charge what right we just well that's it that's it. And you know what? Ime would have blasted these guys. Not to, co- not to, you know, I don't want to compare don't the two for the Jimmy. rest of don't eternity. Do that. 
but it's it's all but it's it's gonna happen it's and still at least fresh. Right now. they also might have hated fresh, it. Yeah. you know what listen Bruce, listen Bruce Bruce maybe, Cassidy, maybe they Bruce Cassidy, media i'll put you this way just again what we do what we do know and what we don't know bruce cassidy media thought he was the best coach best guy in the world everybody loved him uh and you know he was really honest in the press conferences and he gave you accountability and x y and z and the players friggin did not like butchie and there's a big reason why the bruins are as good as they are right now they were like f this guy so joe's there careful is a about fine it. line yeah. okay yeah. I'm not saying be that. I'm not saying be Cassidy because yeah, he wasn't right. a Everyone, jerk. Everyone he was hated just him. he was straight, and they didn't like it. They Players did not like it. it. Yeah, but, you got to pick, pick your spots with that. But no also, doubt. John, you don't want, you you, you do you, on the other end of the spectrum. Do you want your head coach to be like your buddy, buddy, and like and never? And there's no difference between but, player and coach here. No, but it's not like whether it's the apology or not. I'll ask you guys because I don't know the answer. I never do with this stuff. Everybody when they see like. Uh, times like an, an effort situation or lack of mel- mental toughness. I, I feel like it's really quick to the coach. And I just don't know that it's the coach. Uh, and that's kind of what I, every single time I kind of like wonder a little bit about the Celtics. It's always like, and again, when we talked about that question, you mentioned Jimmy, mine was in the same vein, late game collapses, holding on to leads, tightening mm-hmm. up, not having that killer instinct. Yours was just mentality in general. Like how does a coach change mentality? You know? Uh, and that's, that's the thing is like it's easy to say the Celtics went to the finals. They're obviously they know how to win, but it's also really easy to say I, we've seen them time and time again in big games and big moments really kind of cave and, and fold and uh, let teams catch them and blow leads and uh, do things or show have nights where they show up and just say we didn't play. T-. Dude, they had three they had three games in the finals where like we didn't come out and play tonight. How in the F do you say that in the finals? I, I was I was mind blown with that. Like, yeah, we didn't we didn't play it. We didn't come out with energy. How in the world? It's it's yeah, only like, makes sense if you play. <laughs> yeah, right. Playing max energy that seems impossible. Right. The opposite should be true. You should be playing so much energy that you should be borderline spazzy and be saying afterwards, we got to settle down, you know, play hard, but like play smart. No, we didn't have energy tonight in the final stuff like that is always perplexing to me. So, again, just watching them sleepwalk through the entire game where at any point in time they could have just put their foot down and got serious and never did it is always mind blowing to me. Like, what do you guys what do you do? Like, how do you handle that from a coach's standpoint? What what do you do there for accountability? Yeah, and that's where it gets interesting, because there I don't think there is a silver bullet answer to, to that question. Uh, a lot of it comes back to just having a pill, a pulse for your team. And what can they handle? How hard can you be on them with, without them, without breaking them? And I think that's that's one of those things that Joe is still trying to get a handle on. Uh, because you can't just walk into the locker room after a game like this and just say, well, you know, it was just one of those nights. We'll just regroup and get ready uh, for our game this weekend. Oh, hell no. You, got, you, 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 you had a 28-point lead at the crib. Right. You are not supposed to lose games yeah. uh, anyway, but let alone in your building with that big, big a lead. In yeah. game too, Sherrod, like what, like what, what he's going to have to do something differently to stop that type of a run from happening. I know that it was broken up by halftime, but right. for whatever reason, the momentum completely shifted and whatever the Celtics were doing well, they just stopped doing like what caused that and what could this coach Celtics coaching staff do to prevent it from keep on going like that. The, I, 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 I don't know if the, if the players are capable. I, I know Missoula wants to let the players 
figure it out on their own and leave them out there. But it's not, that's not always the right way to do it. If you don't have guys that can sort of take control and maybe get the rest of the team back on track, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Tatum isn't capable of the rah, rah, fire everybody up and get everybody to play with energy. That's again. Not who we he haven't is. seen it. But I know. So who just, is? It doesn't, you don't need that. If he plays, if he leads by example, like what's so perplexing. What's is, lead by example. That's yeah. That that's name, for example, I mean. that's, that's what's so perplexing is, you know, you have bad shooting nights and that's going to happen. But last game Tatum played a near perfect game with total effort and focus start to finish. I thought it was one of his best games of the year. I thought he attacked, you know, like, yeah, like he did. Bobby still wants to put up his shot chart. Everything he did was incredible. Um, but the way he played, though, I mean, his movement, I, it was clearly like, I'm taking this one seriously tonight. tonight. So then going into cruise control mode, yeah, they're stars. He plays a lot of minutes. He plays more games than anybody out there. If anybody has an excuse to kind of have a fatigued game, it's Tatum. But it just, it's like I said, it's a top-down leadership thing. When you see him kind of coasting and taking it easy and this and that, I think that affects other people there as well. So he's just not in a position where he can do that that's how he leads just by example not just you know not taking sure. nights off plays off being lazy not yelling at people and getting in their face not, but there still has to be some level of that too from somebody on the team sometimes you just need to get yell i'm not saying get scolded and get spanked or something but you just gotta get fired up you, you gotta I know. You, it doesn't always happen on the court it might happen in a timeout it might happen at halftime or between quarters third and fourth like somebody's gotta be that they kind guy. of went over this, right? Like, it's smart to a point, but clearly, like, they kind of it were, like, tired. Yeah. They were kind of tired of hearing from smart, I felt like, over the, you know, a year or two ago. So I think he kind of pulled it back a tad. And then there's Grant, and absolutely no one wants to hear anything Grant has to say. It's and not Grant really right no, now. Guy there's no one else the there. Yeah, there's no one else there, right, Sherrod? Like, where is it coming from? That's the problem. They, they, they need multiple folks who can do that, or... I, I would say go with what I call the Kawhi plan. Just show up, outplay anyone and everyone on the floor, and don't say a word. That's going to be your statement. And Tatum, he's got to get to that point where, again, he, you're right, Jimmy. He's not a rah-rah guy. But Kawhi's a champion. Incredible. Yeah. Two but, times. But he, exactly. And he and the reason he's a champion, you go back and you look at his, his receipts, he was at his absolute best when the games mattered the most. That's right. what Kawhi did. And he did so. lead by example, like on the court, like John's saying. He was kind of like a stone-cold killer in that sense. Tatum's not there yet. I mean, there he his his highs can be higher than everybody everybody's in the league at points. But man, we said it a couple of games ago. Sometimes his lows are just way lower. Like the baseline needs to be higher for the baseline for being effective. This wasn't a higher. horrible game. He just it wasn't, he, but it just effort wise, it was. He was poster child of the of the kind of of the let's kick it into neutral, you know, like and and, and right. There and, was no takeover mode. There was no oh, uh, these guys are a little too close for comfort. Let's like Sherrod said, he was waiting for them to go from 12, from up twelve to up twenty two, and it just never happened. So yeah, again, people don't get on us for being too critical because we praise. We'll praise Tatum for a game like he had against Cleveland. Like John said, one of the best games of the year. But like Rob, I want the consistency. Like with Rob Williams last game, 11 and 11, everyone's like, oh, that's the Rob that we need. And that's if they're going to get that Rob, then look out. Well, then what do we see tonight? You know, Rob was out again with another injury. So that's exactly what I said is it's a consistency thing with these with these guys. I want to see it over a, over, you know, entire game and multiple games. And I know I'm just going to say, oh, they're best record in the league. You've obviously seen it. Yes, 
that's true. But against like, I think there are just certain situations like tonight, for example, and obviously a couple of games ago where it's just not, you don't sometimes know what you're getting with these guys. And it's almost like yeah. uncharacteristic or you're not sure if it's uncharacteristic because you're not sure so, who the real Celtics are sometimes. Like which, which is the real team? Is it the team that we saw at the beginning of the year or is it the team that we're starting to see, you know, post all-star break here kind of going into the all-star break in a way like which is the real Celtics because if it's this team then they're not going to make it to the NBA finals because this is not well, a championship caliber team well, we're well that's right kind now. that's kind of the thing it, there's still you know from the hot start of it being you know 21 and 5 record wise it's still a very good team uh obviously obviously I mean you're but is their overall like, record indicative of 24 who they are today? 24 and 14 uh you know since it's still a very good record the problem is is since the 21 and five start where they played nearly perfectly and were absolutely killing people, I would say one out of two games is a very inconsistent effort. And that's, what's definitely alarming and troubling about the team is everyone can be like, they're still good. They still have the record. It's true, but use your eyes and see it there. The effort, Game in, game out. That wasn't a great one. We'll take this win, but they played like crap. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Or, geez, how'd they lose that one? There's a lot of – it feels like it's a 50-50 ball. It's a coin flip right now on whether mm-hmm. they're going to come out and kind of play a you fully focused game uh, with you know the type of offense where they're moving the ball and moving without the ball instead of just whipping it around the perimeter and hoping the threes fall, engaged on defense, moving, connected. Um, you know, you're still not getting the rob – that you expected to see and the defense isn't getting, dominant getting at all. Rob. Yeah. Go ahead. Getting, getting him. Uh, you muted. Go ahead. Sherrod. I was about, yeah, I was about to say, I, I talked to Rob for, for a little bit before the game. And the one thing he, he, he talked about, he, I, I hate to have those conversations and the game goes like this. Uh, he talked about how, you know, he, he's playing what he calls a lot smarter basketball when he's on the floor. We're not seeing him make all those super duper athletic plays because he knows that he a lot of times he doesn't have to do that to make an impact. Uh, and he said that's one of the things he's learned from Al. Does. Yeah. No, but he, he, he's not but, Al. He's not even close to Al. Completely Jimmy, different players. Jimmy, 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 dial to the to the left. Dial just to live it to the left. Yeah, and, but that's frustrating. Hear me, hear me out. He's not Al, but he's learning from Al. That's kind of the that's kind of what's his point that he's learning from Al, how to be smarter about what you can do and what you can't do. It's not looking good right now, obviously, because he's he's so injury riddle. But when they get to the playoffs, if Rob can stay healthy, and that's a big if, we all know that's a big-ass if, if he can stay healthy and he's playing a little bit smarter, people know what Rob can do physically. And because they know that, he's going to get them to do things that they may not want to do, and he not may not have to do anything other than merely be a president. I, uh, that's kind of his point. But, again, it always comes back with me with him is staying healthy. I don't care how smart you play. It doesn't do a damn bit of good if you're on a bench. He's got to stay so, healthy. I want yeah, to follow on this, Sherrod. Hold on. I got. I, I got. I want to follow it and hear what you Jimmy go. has to say. No, 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 no. But first, I got to quickly just jump in here and okay. tell you quickly about Athletic Greens. Uh, uh, follow up on that, Sherrod. He knows he doesn't need to, so he's saving himself for what? <laughs> for when we get to the post. Marriage. And I, and I think for, for him, it's just, it's, <laughs> wow. Jimmy, have to go to- I don't know. <laughs> I thought, I, no, yeah. no, but I, I think he, I think he understands that for him to be most effective, he doesn't have to necessarily go 100% all out. I mean, if you can just be in a paint, for example. This. But that's incorrect. Did somebody I tell hate him this. that's wrong? I hate this. 
Sorry, I hate this. I need to talk to Al. I'm gonna have to talk to Al if that's yeah. the if that's the advice. Do you believe he's that, Sherrod? Do you believe that? That that he doesn't I'm, need to? I believe if he's in a pain and a guy is driving to the basket, he doesn't have to block his shot to impact that play. What he should he do? do Roll out the red carpet? He don't can he can literally just be there. Don't people eventually get it? Like, oh wait, this guy but, can't jump. Well, see, that's the thing about it. He that's that's I think his point is he's figuring out when he can and get and get away with that and when he can't. Players do that all the time in his well, league. Well, he's guessing. Sure, wrong. I I understand where you're coming yeah, from. No, where now, you John, get. your point, the point that John just made, he's guessing wrong. Yes, I will agree with that. But the thought process that he's using makes a lot of sense. It does, but it looks lazy. He's not closing out. He's not contesting a lot of shots weak side. It is easier to score on him uh, than it was before. And I think this. I think the word is out. I think everybody knows. Yeah, that he could toss one every once in a while into the fifth row. And sometimes you see, and you can see, he's like, nah, I'm going to get this one. And he kind of does. So you can tell there's some choices being made, but I don't know if it's based on pain. If he feels he's only got five, six good jumps in him. And that's all he's got in a game. If he's just tired still, and just still not in shape and knows I can't go 30. If I'm frigging jumping out of the building, you know, a hundred times a game, trying to block everything. And it's just conserving himself because he's out of shape. Or does he think that the wear and tear is, hurting him and it's unnecessary and he's really just trying to stretch it out so he can be better later i don't know like is he going to be smart rob in the playoffs or is he going to be full tilt rob i think he's got to be a little bit of both depending on what they need he he has to figure out what he has to be in the moment and he's got to figure that out when it matters most which is the playoffs i think right now i mean if we're being honest and real the regular season is kind of like feeling out rob figure out what the hell can you actually do to help this team he's feeling the bench well, that's the thing. He's been – I think his attitude from the beginning is just, I'm just going to go all out, all out, all out. And what does that do? He gets, what, eight, nine, ten games under him, then he gets hurt, and then he's on the bench? He has to figure out how to do this job differently than he's been doing up to this point. And I think that's one of the reasons he's leaning on the experience of Al, who's been in the game forever today. It makes a lot of sense for him to try to pick Al's brain to figure out what can he do when he's on the floor to be a better player and be able yeah. to be on the floor. But again – to, to John's point, is he figuring this out as quickly as he should? No. Is he making oh, a lot of the right decisions? No. But at least he's thinking about that process and is not just kind of going out there and just saying, I'm just going to do what I've done in the past and hope that it works out this time. That's Jimmy. The Jimmy. Yeah. yeah, I know. I, I almost had a loss for words. I just feel like that's the wrong mentality. I know what you're saying, Sherrod. You want to play smart. Obviously, you, you want to. Well, what, what's the right mentality? The right mentality is to. You're 25 years old. Just go be a friggin'. F- yeah. Go be 25 years old. Go be. Go be the athletic. Go be the athletic freak of nature. That. So that's the are. thing. So then the story is I actually so then know so I'm then basically so then playing. That's, it. that's the thing. Then the story is I actually know I'm essentially a 35 year old man who's only got a little bit left in his knees. So I have to conserve. Versus this is a smart way to play basketball. It's only smart because he knows. He's it's smart because you know your body is not going to he be. He knows he's on the okay. downwards, uh, on the back nine already, which sucks. Sucks, sucks that that's good. Al Horford is 35 years old. It's different for Al. Al should be playing smart. Jimmy, Al's been playing smart for like the last eight years. That's why he's able to play. Right, but he's also, he's also evolved his game to the three-point line. Rob has devolved his game to the cylinder, and that's only like once in a blue moon. So it's one thing to be smart, but I wouldn't even say he's playing smart. I think he's playing scared. Here's the There's thing, a difference. Though. 
Al didn't evolve his game because Al said one day, I'm just going to be a badass long-range shooter. Al evolved his game because he had a coach that said, Al, get your ass behind a three-point line and start shooting. Oh, That's the best how you're thing you could have done. Yes, but, no, but Rob hasn't had that type of coach. No one has said, Rob, you need to extend your range so that you can have a longer career. Which to me, if you look at him shoot that mid-range, it's not like he's got crappy form or anything. He doesn't. I mean, I, I I'm think, not asking him to be a three-point shooter. I'm asking him to just think about shooting. Maybe like maybe it crosses your mind in the well, game. I, I don't think but, he's going to think about anything but he, anymore. But even yeah. but even but putting all that aside, the mentality that he should have is to block shots, is to scare defenders into driving to the paint, to make them think twice about taking a three point shot when he's like in the vicinity of the area. This guy was jumping out of the gym not too long ago. I understand if he's coming back from an injury. But and how's that working out for him? But if you're, how's what working out for him? Jumping out the gym every single night. He gets hurt, Jimmy. Yeah, I know. I, well, I know. So what I'm saying, I understand if he if he's not going to do that every single game to that to the same rate. But if it's the opposite, where it's like he's not really going to do it really much at all, then we're talking well, see, about a completely a different player. Yes. Now, Jimmy, that's a problem. If he's not going to do it much at all, that is a problem because that's literally taking away your greatest strength and minimizing it. To right. Just, I mean, some, who is at this point? Is his value got, drops significantly if he, he can't be to, close to that guy? He has to figure out that balance between playing smarter so that he doesn't get hurt, but still being impactful. And I don't think he's figured out the best way to do that yet. But at least he's he understands that has to be the path that he has to take going forward. He's not going to be a guy that's going to play 10, 8, or 10, 11, 12 straight games where he's blocking three, four, five shots or he's just but he's, playing. But he didn't. He can't he's even. Not the I, I know. But you're saying – you're. I agree with you, Sherrod. We, we kind of see that it's heading that way. What I'm saying is you're basically telling everybody at home right now that there's no Santa Claus. Like, because you're putting spins – yeah, you're putting spins on. You're making this into like a good thing. Everybody, is, everybody at home is like Rob's saving himself and he'll be full Rob again in the playoffs and he's just being smart. And you're telling us that Rob is dead and gone and he knows it so he has to conserve himself, can, can, can conserve what he's got. Because he really just knows he can't do it. And knowing he can't do it is like the worst nightmare for fans with Rob, which is, crap, is he going to be that guy again? And it's just a sad reality. It's a sad reality if we're there already. Like, I wouldn't say he was jumping out the gym tonight, Sherrod. He still left the game with hamstring tightness or soreness or whatever it was. I'll believe that. Never, by the way. Well, it's I'll the let leg, and it's around the knee, and they're calling it the hamstring. I be, uh, like never, ever, ever will I believe that this is a hamstring. But that's Those, fine. Listen, when when you when you have the kind of injuries he's had with the knee, hamstring, knee. The bottom line, something's not right on that part of the body, uh, and it's impacting. And I, 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 that I don't think he runs hard enough to be candid with you to, to put like to have like a, a hamstring strain or anything like no that. doesn't <laughs> his position yeah his position doesn't afford that and the way he plays his position i don't i don't think that's happening uh he robs the bottom line is this even with less than top shelf rob he's better than a lot of guys at his position he can still he can still impact the game at a he high doesn't level. do enough doesn't do enough he can impact the game strap, but he doesn't really – he's not out there enough. Once and in a blue moon, he de- once in a blue moon, yes, he will have a positive – like I said, last last game, he had a positive effect in that game. I wouldn't say that he stood out above and beyond like he has in the past by any stretch, 
Um, I thought he got better as the game went on, to be honest with you. Last he, he, he had a good game. He did. Yeah. And then he and then he left the game tonight. Like that's it. That that sums up Rob. That sums up his career right now to this point. He can't string performances together. He can't string seasons together. Um, you don't know again. Is, he, you don't know what you're going to get with him on any you, given night. Yeah, I agree. You don't know what you're going to get, but that's that's kind of the thinking why he's trying to figure out how to play smarter so he can figure out ways he can be impactful and stay on the floor and not get hurt. That's I mean that's the that, I don't think there's a, the, he still hasn't figured out how to do that. And, and to be honest, I don't think any of us know if he will ever be able to do that. But that's the challenge. And, and the bottom line, Jimmy, is he can't keep playing the way he does and expect the end result to be different. He yeah. has to figure out some different kind of way to be a significant impactor uh, than what he's done now. And I think, he, he again, he's trying to figure that out. Joe Missoula on blown lead. I think it's a one-off. That's the quote that I read on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> I hope we have some video of this. I have something. I don't know if it's that one. I, I'm just going to put up what I have. Hold on one second. Um, this is what I have on Joe talking about the game. Um, they went to their switching defense. Yep. Uh, we got a little stagnant on the offensive end, turned the ball over. And then, um, you know, we talk a lot about end games, you know, ending quarters, ending halves. And, you know, in the beginning of the year, we watched a lot of film on starting the quarters, teams, light of day. At the end of a quarter quarters. or a half um, in the NBA, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a close game. Um, and so we got off to a really good start playing the right way. And uh, we just let, you know, let the foot off art the gas and, you know, it cost us. Off the gas? You did a minute. No, hell no. Y'all did more than let the foot off the gas. Y'all, y'all just, y'all ran out of gas. Y'all pulled the car over and got out <laughs> and started walking. <laughs> Man, geez, let your foot off the gas. Yeah. This is a bad one. This is, this is a bad, no matter, I, I I respect Joe Mazzula for, for just really trying to kind of craft it in a, in a narrative that won't seem as 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 uh, as tough to swallow as it is. But the bottom line, they just didn't – they did not give enough effort long enough, sustained enough uh, to, to compete. I mean, this is, this, this is a 15-point win. If you play with halfway decent effort for four quarters, you win this game by 15. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. They didn't. This is letting him off the hook because it closing quarters. Like I said, is that I, I read the stats. They they, they they got blown out to close the second half. They still had a nine Dude, point they were lead. Getting out muscled six, on the 15 board. to six, 17 to six to start each quarter. They came out with their best unit and got dogged. They got blown. It was really just and not and but like and got had nothing going. It's strange, you know. Like give me a break with switching defenses. Like and you look, look, they got a couple athletes there and they did acquire you know obviously smith is a good athletic um three and d sort of wing i mean they've got some bodies they can throw at you defensively uh since the trade i mean but come on guys you just took it to the cash with the exception of kind of fading in the last four minutes there uh which is a team that's a superior defensive team there that has rim protection and can do a lot uh, I mean, don't tell me that you got thrown off by switching defenses. It's just a, it's a sad cop out excuse. It's the NBA. It's like we got tried and that kind of threw us. You know, like come on. You know, you know? I think I think it, go, it goes back to that point that Jimmy made earlier about how you know they they took them for like granted. They took them for granted. They came out. They had Brooklyn exactly where they went down twenty eight points in the first half, and they said we're done. It's a wrap. And Brooklyn's like what? Nah, we got like another half of some change to play. 
And so yeah. I, I don't I don't believe that I hope that they put off the gas. I just yeah. think they got out the damn car when they got pretty close to the destination and said, well, we can walk the rest of the way. We don't really need to drive there. And Brooke was like, oh, hell no. We're going to drive your ass into the ground and get this W. Go back to the DKN. I hope that um, reporters asked the players if they felt that they brought the effort, brought enough effort tonight and, and really, you know, you know, brought brought enough intensity and effort that they thought they needed because I certainly didn't see it. Sure, I remember like 10 years ago, or I don't even know when it was. I asked KG, like, I questioned his effort. <laughs> what the hell were you thinking on that day, Jimmy? Obviously, you did not well, have oh, your you athletic greens when you, when you asked that question. So, this is really? actually funny because I think the Celtics, I think it, I'm pretty sure they blew a big lead to the, to the Nets. Again, a bad Nets team. And it was like a second half lead. And I, it was like back when Pierce and KG would sit at the podium and we'd all sit in their media room. And, and he said something about like intensity or effort. And then I said, do you guys, I said, do you guys feel like you showed effort tonight? And he looked at me and he just stared at me and he goes, yes. And then he just stared at me for the rest of the press conference, like never took his eyes <laughs> off me. And I had to sit there and like pretend to take notes, knowing that he was staring at me the whole time. And then like when the press conference Jimmy finally ended, shitless. when it finally ended, like he got up and he just stared at me as he walked out. And then like that was a scary moment in my in my career. And I don't think really? I have a question. Does that and Jimmy was done? Jimmy was done. <laughs> uh, I retired Belichick. the next day. <laughs> exactly. I, Bill, Bill Belichick did that very famously with uh, the 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 the, he, the reporter, the he who must not be named, um, Spygate reporter oh, um in foxborough was standing up against the wall tried to get a question or two and bill like kind of stonewalled him sat there stared at him walked <laughs> off right by him looking at him the whole time That's and awesome. then just walked out the door it was really it was really <laughs> uncomfortable uh speaking of uh earlier we were talking about uh tatum and uh how would he respond um to uh this uh, here is Jason Tatum responding to this loss. I mean, like Joe said, he came in. We lost. It was tough. Uh, 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 but, you know, disbelief. Oh, I mean, we didn't play well. You know, they played better than we did. And, uh, you know, usually you lose. So it's not disbelief, you know. Uh, I don't even know if it's anger. Uh, play too many games to be angry. Uh, you know, move on, get ready for the next one. It is what it is, essentially. I would I run think. through a freaking wall for that guy. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I am you really fired know how up. to get you going. I cannot wait for that next game. I can tell you oh what, after God. hearing that, we'll never see a loss like this again. <laughs> Not after what I just heard. Oh, my God. I am freaking pumped. Man. <laughs> So to recap, not a big deal, uh, not angry. It was, it was whatever. Not surprised. <laughs> just not anything. Just here. We're just all here you know, living. There, There is a performative aspect of this thing. I, I, again, I don't believe what Jason Tatum says matters. But there is a performance aspect where you, Sherrod kind of hit the nail on the head earlier. You are communicating to your fans, and they're mad. So right. you have to act Read mad. the room. It just read, read the damn room, the room. man. <laughs> Fake it for five minutes, okay? It's just, like when I say, just like, be like, just it's so easy. Ask these guys. I could just slip them a note card. My our jobs would be boring. 
boring because then we couldn't talk about that stuff. And the Nord card reads as follows. Well, it's unacceptable and it starts with me. We can't let leads like that slip away. We took our foot off the gas and we and we didn't get serious. And then I didn't do my part and I've got to do better and I've yeah. got to lead this team. We've got to be better. better. I myself, promise we will be teammates. next time. I expect yeah. better for myself. I'm disgusted by this loss. It's going to haunt me for the rest of the night, but you got to look past, get past it. Hopefully we're going to come out and I guarantee we come out on Sunday with a better effort. That's it. And then walk off and do whatever the F you want. John's it's had so a few easy. of these performances apparently in, in his life. <laughs> He's got it all down. It's much easier when you just say, sorry, <laughs> I screwed up, you know, like, totally. yeah, then defend yourself. Yeah. Hand up. That's on me. I've said that. You know what it is? So as Hand players, up. I also think players don't like admitting it to us, to media, because they're like, I don't owe you anything. You know who had the biggest beef with right. that is Kyrie throughout his life. Like, I'm better, smarter. You know, like, you guys are hacks, and I know yeah. you want me to do the dog and pony show and say the thing you want me to say but i'm not giving you that satisfaction there's i'm sure there's an element of that too which is like what do you guys want me to do fall on the floor here and be like i'm so sorry i didn't play well Man. you know like it, there's some theater there and i'm sure some of those guys just don't want to give it up but i don't know this is just this is who he is Sherrod, you haven't seen yet so i'd like to hear your reaction <laughs> uh he's at a loss <laughs> how can i put this um i Again, and I'm going to just say it one more time. I totally get that he's not Mr. Rah-Rah. But I'm sorry, but how can you not feel something after being up by 28 at home against a team that has yeah. gotten rid of their best player, their second best player, and their third best player? And the one guy that was supposed to be, like, the next one is not in the building. And I'm talking about Ben Simmons. And they – they beat you by double digits after you are up by 28 at home, and you don't fit. This is just another game? Right. Just another game? Are you? F- just another game. They got booed. They, they got booed I, off the I, court tonight, didn't they, Bobby? I love Jason Tatum. Yeah. But I don't like what Jason Tatum said tonight. At no. all. At all. You never hear that from KG. Uh, I don't even, I, I don't even care about KG. I just care about the fact that your best player has no kind of emotional engagement after spotting a team 28 po- after taking a 28 point lead in the first Russell. half against a team that has lost eight of their previous 10 games is damn near four games out of being out of the damn I not even in a play-in picture and they just beat you by double digits after being down by 28 in your building but you don't have so any Bobby, type of yeah. Bobby, yeah. you were in there. Uh, read the room for us. I know you you were in there on Tatum, I Paint assume. Uh, uh, paint us a picture of the general vibe of this team uh, feeling, you know, uh, what after this Happy? loss? Well, Luke Cornette cooked some no, lemon no, desserts. No, 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 no. I can't do it. I can't. Stop. I can't. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I can't do it. I'm going to give you two minutes. Is it over? Is it over? Get a 20-second timeout. Give me one of Joe Mazzula's timeouts over? and use that thing right now. Timeout. Timeout. How, Bobby, get how, back here. How did that happen? How, how, did, those how did the team heal? Well, the guy who played two minutes didn't like it. Well, Bobby, get back like here. Luke Cornette, who was uh, watching. I was, I was trying to paint a picture of the locker room. 
okay, but it has to be a guy. I need to know how a guy who played okay. more than four minutes. Here's where I'm going. So here's so how does it start? Here's where I'm going. Luke hey, was, I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. It was unfair. Go ahead. Here's, Go ahead. here's where I'm going with it. Made a bunch of desserts, lemon, uh, some sort of lemon pastry, untouched, untouched in the locker room. Only Mike Mascala tried one after the game. Uh, Did you make the, kind the desserts? Of locker room it was. No, Luke made them. Put them on the table, untouched. That, did that bother you? <laughs> that's some that's mood in the locker room. <laughs> that is a mood, all right. Think, think that's the best what? story ever. <laughs> that's a John. That's, that's why we phenomenal. send them. That's, that's why we phenomenal. send them to get this. That's legit the best scoop I've ever gotten. So the, <laughs> the, mood, the, the mood of the locker room was, they didn't want I'm patience. so upset, I don't want dessert. Breaking, Cornette's scones aren't touched by the team after <laughs> the game. What are they? What, what are they? Lemon meringue? What are we talking about here? Lemon Cornette's, meringue, yeah, you got Cornette's it. Cornette's crullers, yeah. Of course they are. <laughs> oh my God. All right. We should have been more specific. That's our fault. All right. That's <laughs> phenomenal. That is- <laughs> That's actually our fault. We should have that been way fault. more. That's awesome. That is awesome. All right. Yeah, Give us an good. idea of the um, attitude, the general vibe of the players. Like, what was their? What he were just told saying? you they didn't want to. They didn't want to be crawlers, man. What right. Did you do? It wasn't yeah. a crawler. It wasn't a crawler Friday night for sure. No, Even but I mean, in- Tatum. Tatum downplays it some. The guys who talked and this and that, like, I mean, was this a uh, shit so happen sort of here, thing? Here, yeah. Here's what I got my eye on, John, because we got Joe really drilling that three-point uh, rate, which you understand. There was a gap. The Nets actually said that they were trying to create that gap, and they did so with the defense that they played, really playing tight to the three-point line, limiting those driving kicks. Uh, so, of course, Joe, I'm sure you guys mentioned – put this one on the three-point rate. We only shot 33s. It was just too big of a gap there, and you can't overcome that. Uh, so, you know, obviously you have Jalen saying after the Knicks game that we probably shot too many threes. Uh, so are guys buying into that three-point volume, the math game that Joe is trying to emphasize here, really trying to get those up in good quality? Yet Tatum shooting 0 for 8 in this one. Uh, so he was trying to get them up there for sure. They still only shot 30 after 32 last game. So it's like, again, it is below. So that's what I'm saying, average. John. That yeah. They're, they're yeah. low on it right now. So did they yeah. look at that? Did they look at that Knicks game and say, man, we launched too many of these? We, we got to get back into the paint. I thought that's how Jalen played in this one. He yeah. said it's a balance after I asked him. You know, of course, he's the guy who said we shot too many threes there. Joe's now saying shoot more threes. He said it's a balance. So. Are they all in on this three-point volume offense? It's a question I have going forward. We'll see if they're able to stick to it. And they've done well, that for so most of the season. I, I guess I'll ask this. Jalen's saying too many. Tatum joked when he didn't play. Like, whoa, that was a lot of threes. So you have those guys, the players acknowledging it, but you have Joe saying take more. Are You think they're freestyling and going away from the type of stuff that he wants them to do? Like, what do you? what's the – I don't know. I don't I, obviously I don't think that's what they're doing here, but are they locked in on that game plan? Because Joe keeps saying more, more, more. Yeah. Uh, and it, you yeah. know, you want guys being aggressive, you want guys going to the rim, you want Jalen taking those mid rangers. Is are they on the same page about the offense? I asked Joe what he could have done to control the game in the direction he wanted, and he said he would have gone back to that second quarter and called a few more plays. Obviously, he's not a yeah. guy who calls a ton of plays, but. That might be something he has to do going forward. If he really wants this to become high volume threes every night, 
it, it worries me, John. We keep talking about this. If you're going to put them up every night in massive, massive volumes, you're kind of living and dying by it to some degree. But in a game like this, the game called for more of them, and they weren't able to generate them. So does yeah. someone have their hands on the wheel of this offense and steering it where it needs to go? I, yeah. I don't know. I actually thought in the second half they put up too many ill-advised threes. Uh, so yeah. it's all about – I don't think it's about a number. Like, I think Joe has a number he's trying to target, and if they don't get there – he thinks that's the reason they lost tonight, but it's about the quality of them. And I don't think they were generating good quality ones. If they had 33s, great quality, and they hit, let's see, would they come out of this one? They hit nine. If you hit like 14, 15 of them, it's a different game. So it's about the quality. They settled too much once they got the lead. And that brought the Nets right back into this game. They didn't put pressure on them to defend. How bad was that defense early from Brooklyn? And then they looked like a lockdown team once the Celtics started settling. Well, yeah, the Celtics were starting to see a more subtle defense because Brooklyn started making shots, and Brooklyn started making shots because the Celtics defense was just breaking down at, at every spot. Um, they got to find a way to cook up better play than what we saw tonight. That's a huge concern too. Not much talk of that after the game. How easily was Mikael Bridges able to score in this one? Very. They got lit up. Well, it's because um, Rob was Rob was apparently timing his uh, points in the game where he wanted to try, according to uh, Sherrod. But, but Bobby, yeah, and I, I want to make make like you privy to that. Sherrod had done an interview with Rob beforehand talk, talking about him conserving himself a little bit because there is some understanding on his part that physically he can't necessarily go all out, whether he ever will be, who knows. But wow. uh, any – any who I mean, I, I'm paraphrasing. Sherrod can obviously um, – yeah. Yeah. Tell it better, Rob- but – Rob is trying to flip, just be a smarter player. It's, it's that simple. He's trying to utilize his body in a smarter way so that he's not exerting all he has and putting himself in potentially risking getting hurt. He's just trying to be a smarter player. That's literally what he's trying to do. Um, um, is he doing? He's but and, and again, this is where I think we're all in agreement. He's not doing it as well as he should. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the problem. It's I mean, like if he's, he's gonna get hurt right anyway, she might as well go hundred percent. Well, see, but that's just the point. He doesn't. He's trying to figure out how to not do that. I'm being. I'm being. That's uh, so that's 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 where we're at. Um. So, Bobby, but what I wanted to ask is any intel on the uh, on the injury, which I don't believe is actually a hamstring. No, I didn't. I didn't get in for the beginning of Joe. He probably got asked during that stretch, but uh, you know, he probably didn't give any answer there on that. I, we'll see what happens tomorrow into Sunday. What his injury designation is and. If that's the case, Sherrod, you hope that he just felt something and wanted to reel it back in. And well, the, the it's weird cautious, thing, yeah. Right. The weird thing about it, though, was you could see after that last play, he just walked off. The he court. deteriorated, yep. Over no, I'm, those I'm like, plays. Like, yeah, but I'm like, he didn't even, there wasn't like a limp. There wasn't, he just walked off the court and it, it was weird. Because uh, I, I, I just assumed that when he went to the back that he was just getting something to re- retape or something. But when he didn't come back, um, it, I thought it was a little bit strange, which makes me think that it's maybe not quite as serious as we might think. But again, and we've seen this all season long. They're going to be super duper overly cautious with Rob anytime he has anything that is even remotely uh, right. puts them and in a crosshairs of being hurt. Right. Yeah. That, that's a smart thing to do. It's yeah. I, I mean, I have no issue with. I mean, I have no issue with that being the decision. I mean, I'm just. It's just a bummer that it's all. There's always something 
There's always something. You're always that, waiting. That's, that's the bummer. Yeah, right. So I, I, at this point, and I just don't know how you can count on him. I don't know how you could because you just don't know if he's going to be there to give you <laughs> smart right. play even. Yeah, and not only that, a- Jimmy, but to Sherrod's point in his interview, if he has to manage himself, he's not robbed. So even when he is available, you get a percentage. That's the of point. Him. That's right. the point. Is I, I, I Sherrod ar- argues makes a point. It's better than the alternative on the team, no question about it. It's better than a lot of people who are playing the position throughout the NBA. But the problem is, it's not that guy that was the ceiling raiser we saw last year, and that's what everybody was. Waiting waiting for this year is wait till Rob comes back and see what happens. If they're this good now, I can't, you, I don't even want to imagine how good they'll be. And it's not, and it messes up with a lot of things and it messes up your idea of double big and whether or not it's something that works or should continue to be something that Joe goes to, whether should he should be playing smaller lineups. Um, and, uh, and you know, if Rob's not Rob, I, I think you just, you have to rethink a lot of the things that you thought were kind of like iron this team. Yeah, especially since even in the finals, I felt like his defensive impact reached a level where you knew he was a percentage of himself, but he still made a massive, massive impact. And he's now, lower than that. Now he's that, less than that. Yeah. Now. Well, yeah, there's a case for that for sure. And the double big lineup became a detriment again tonight. Recent game. Yes, again tonight. So if he misses some time here. I guess if there's any silver lining to it, you're going to be able to transition back into that white lineup. And then and, and I think you put him on the bench when he comes back. And, and the reason I don't, again, I, I hate being that conspiracy theory guy. reason I don't buy hamstring. Uh, I mean, I hate just throwing out baseless stuff. No, but don't. don't you, when you see hamstring, usually you see a guy feel it, pull up, right. walk around, Grab it. and be like, I got to go. Like, it's pretty sudden usually. You know, and like, yeah, sometimes I guess tight. If you call it tightness, some people have left with that. But he was limping three, four, five trips down after and it was. You could see it after the play where he got fouled. He came down and he kind of hopped, you know, so maybe it was tightness and maybe he was trying to loosen it up. But it just felt like a tweak of something more than anything else. But again, I hope it's only that I hope it's not associated with the knee. Obviously, everybody does. But it's still, I, we've talked a bit about it. I was just curious whether you had some intel. Um, other things uh, on the night here, uh, uh, anything you guys wanted to pick up or scrutinize as far as uh, team play went? It was such a global collapse. And, Bobby, we already kind of, you know, took a couple shots at Tatum for for kind of being the poster child of, of uh, you know, kind of relaxing. But uh, other observations from tonight? Yeah, you go down the line, Brown – Got a little too aggressive in the second half. I thought you like the assertiveness to go into the paint area, but he got swallowed up time and time again. And I thought that led to some of the erratic stretches during that second half, whether Nets are running out the other way. Obviously, somewhere on the line, the defense broke down too, as Sherrod mentioned in this one. I thought smart. Uh, again, when it stems from Tatum, when they get a little launch happy, I think guys down the line start firing them off too. And that happened for smart in this one. Uh, but you look at the minutes here tonight, they miss Brogdon. Absolutely. I don't think you lose this game with Brogdon in there to spell some of those offensive drought stretches. And then you look, I look at the back end of the big rotation now, especially with Rob possibly missing some time here. Where are you going? They try Luke in the first half tonight. 
Grant returns, doesn't play great offensively, but ends up a plus off the bench. Uh, and Mascala, this is a guy you brought in as Rob yeah, Insurance to some degree, right? And three minutes in a game where Rob goes down, it's tough. I can't and figure it out. They're big, right? They want to play big. They want to put two bigs on the floor at all time. That guided their deadline approach. But now you play in Indiana. You play a Knicks team. You play a Nets team. And three of those games, you can't match up with your rotations. You got to sit all these big men. It's concerning because you're going to see these teams. The Nets maybe round one. The Knicks uh, round two. Raptors, I've sounded the alarm on the Raptors again and again. The Raptors can do to you what the Nets did tonight. <laughs> Not to mention well, the Bucks. The Nets did it. Anyone can do it. And I mean, the Nets are the – yeah, yeah. That's They came yeah. into tonight 28th in net rating since the Kyrie trade. They've been – they they're they're a bit of a pushover right now so uh, this was this was just an unacceptable loss and hopefully it's a wake up call again john we've been saying months now the offense just isn't right something's off there and they got to start addressing it practices shoot uh, today they had an optional shoot around john anybody go cornet or he was yeah, baking cornet. so he cornet probably couldn't, couldn't go it. yeah cornet I didn't see Brown, Tatum, or Smart. But I got no problem with that. Again, I, I, when it comes to practice, one of my favorite stories, like I remember, uh, like, uh, you know, the, everyone made such a huge deal about the Allen Iverson practice. We're talking about practice. Yeah. And, and, like, you talked to, like, it was like, I remember, like, Bill Russell did an interview, and he was like, talk, talking about that. He's like, I never practiced. You know, he's like, I'd go to Red, <laughs> I'd go to Red and be like, I'm not practicing, because I put it all in the game. He's like, he's like, I'd go to Red, be like, I'm not practicing, you know, like today. It was the total opposite of what you thought. Yeah. Oh my God, practice is where we put it. He's like, I'd show up and be, like, I'm just, I'm saving it for the game. Be like, all right, cool. It was fine. So I, I don't, you're not working it out and shoot around sort of stuff. It's just, it's a, it's an identity thing. It's difficult. Joe's in, Joe's in jail right now a little bit with his rotations. This is another confusing one. You know, he plays Grant for 10 minutes in the first half, then doesn't really play him at all. Leaks out a little bit Cornette and then pulls it back, puts Muscala in for a sniff and then mm-hmm. not. And then he's like, ah, crap, let's try Pritchard too. Uh, you know, there's there was a little bit of experimenting there because some stuff well, was Well, it was panic working. mode at that point. But I don't think he knows what he's doing. Like, not in a bad way. I just, I think it's evident that he actually doesn't really oh, have a, a good plan way? yet. No, no and- meaning... Like, it's not like the worst thing in the world. I actually do think experimenting is, uh, like, a set at this point because you've added, a, you know, another piece. Of it. And you've gotten healthy, uh, uh, you know, uh, too. So there's you really haven't had the opportunity to play with the combinations that you have now at your disposal. And I don't really think he's got it figured out yet. Uh, we were wondering if it was matchup specific. I, I'm not sure anymore. No, I'm just glad he's doing it now. Uh, as opposed Which you should. to April. yeah, this is this is the absolute perfect time to do it. You've got all your pieces together uh, as far as guys being healthy for the most part, and this is when you start figuring out which combinations that maybe you haven't tried before. That now you can try them and see if they can give you something. You never know if one of these wacky ass lineups is just going to be that lineup that gets you over the hump in that three four minute stretch in game two or three of a playoff series that you absolutely need to get that victory. So uh, I, I give him credit for for doing that, but. As a fan, you're watching this. You're thinking, "What the hell is going on? Why is Mike Muscala playing like three minutes and 
And why? I, I think that I think they're messing with something that worked with Grant Schrod. Did he struggle? Yes. Uh, but you, you go to these extremes in favor of Mescala, who just got here, and Hauser, who had like the biggest two-month slump ever. I, it just seemed drastic to me. And even tonight, the 16 minutes, like this guy's one of your rocks. He 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 roll with them. Like they're not gonna bench at yeah. night or a slump. And not to say Grant's on the standing in the organization smart is, but he's part of your rotation at its core, I think. And you don't have great enough options alongside him to be benching him. I and that had to impact his play tonight. Like, I think there's probably some second-guessing or pressing going on with a guy like that. And he's still shooting 40% for the season, Sherrod, from three. Right. I know he's below 36%, but it's not like his percentage is plummeting for the season right. during the slump. And he's going to come out of it. He's going to defend. He's going to do things that you need to do on a game-in-a-game-out basis. I think you got to stop fooling around there. And there's a good opportunity to get him back involved if Rob is out for an extended stretch here. May even play him at some five. Why doesn't he play the five anymore? Go small with him at the five against certain teams. You could have done that tonight. You could have done anything tonight. It's actually yeah. perplexing that a, the Nets team, uh, you know, this Nets team with the lineups that they're throwing out there that you weren't finding minutes. I thought he was right. gone. He didn't play the entire third quarter and most of the uh, the fourth. And then he actually ended up closing the game out there when they did when Rob went down. But it looked like he got yanked from the rotation after one quarter, uh, after half rather. Um, it looked like he was not in their second half plans. And I don't know that he would have played as much as he played if Rob didn't go out. Yeah, and it's perplexing, and you can't get an answer on it. I, I don't know what he's trying to do, whether it's an experimentation thing. He keeps saying matchups. doesn't seem like yeah. there's any guiding principle on the matchups here. Like, yeah. Is this a cornet game with all that shooting and wing play? Uh, yeah, well, here's what uh, Bobby caught up with Grant uh, the other day at, a, at an event. Uh, here's what Grant had to say when Bobby asked him about uh, kind of what's going on with him getting. This is, again, coming off his first um, DNPCD. Um, since, uh, you know, since, I think 2021, here's a, uh, here's a clip pretty well. Um, for me, it's always just been about doing whatever the team needs. So whether that's playing or not playing, I try my best to be the person that I am, try my best to be a team player as I've always been and understand that who knows what the future looks like. You can only focus on today and you try your best just to, um, approach every day with the right mentality, uh, give back to those that you need to, and also, um, give to those who deserve that's always something that I've been very vocal about and something that I'll try to continue to do is that just as, well, as, hard, as hard as I am with myself, you know, you got to give yourself some light sometimes. So um, for me, it's just a matter of maintaining perspective and continuing to, to impact the team in a positive way, whether that's on the floor or off or whatever happens later on. What was, I, what the right was, thing. What was going on there? It was a basketball camp of some sort going on. Yeah, basketball we were, we, or fireworks? We were, we were below the gym, which ended up being Okay, that was explosive. Nice place. Nice. I love when these PR people, like, hold an event and they just, you know, they're like, yeah. let's put them under the basketballs, you know. Like, All right, guys, everybody start on. dribbling. All right, Grant, <laughs> you guys have one okay, minute. Okay, Grant. Grant. Go, go ahead. Now talk about the – I finally lured you all here to talk about the charity. Go. Yeah. Boop, boop. Boop, 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 boop. You know, come on, guys. Grant said all the Do right it. things there. I mean, he's good. Of course he did. Right he didn't attitude. seem angry at all. No, he, he he's a smart player. He's a smart guy, obviously. Part of the player, you know, is, what is it, vice president of the yep. 
Players Association now. So, um, he's, yep. yeah, he's gonna um, he's gonna have the right attitude about this, but it's it's definitely got to be something that's bothering him for sure because this is somebody who was a huge part of the rotation last year and a huge part of this team. He's in a contract year. Every reason in the world, he has every reason in the world to want to play, right? Um, and number one being that he does want to help the team win games. So I agree with Bobby to to a point where I do think. You have to acknowledge the fact that he has struggled this year, certainly. But he's still better than somebody who can't find the court. You know what I mean? So I feel like they've got to get him going. And I mean, he's he's going to be vital to this team, you know, for better or for worse, down the stretch and in the playoffs. They need him. He's a depth guy. He's not a starter, but he's a depth guy. He's an important depth guy. So they got to get him going some way. And he's not going to get going by playing, you know, 10 minutes a game and, you know, putting him in some garbage time. So but that, I don't know what, what they have yeah. to do, but they have to do something. Well, you could play deeper if you want to put, get all these guys minutes. You don't have to go seven deep. I know that's probably part of the playoff ramp-up process here, but you could do a Grant Muscala Hauser lineup. What do we need him for, for real, though? Like, I understand there's versatility, but, like – He's if, one of your if, better players, John. He plays well, how, a number depends, of positions. What, is, what, what is that? do we – what are you basing it off of, though? That's the thing. Last like, year and the okay, early know, portion like, of this year. You're looking at a run now of two and a half, three months. He's been a very ineffective player. Um, and there, his minutes have deservedly gone down. It's not like all of a sudden Joe was They've like, down, I got all these sure. – I've got all these new toys. He's playing worse. He's playing considerably worse. And that's not because he was getting jerked around minutes-wise. He was playing worse at mid-20 minutes per game. And it had been trending in this direction for a while. He lost the minutes. Joe didn't take them away. He lost them by not playing well. Not, not playing well enough. So this idea of Grant Williams being one of their better players or the best version of Grant Williams, yes, maybe. The best version of every player is really good. The Grant Williams we've been seeing lately doesn't deserve a lot of minutes but john i think he's kind of net neutral honestly i don't and okay then who gets the minutes i i don't know that you need them as much as you do when you have a healthy rob a healthy al but you don't uh, have a healthy right rob. at this moment you don't but when you did when you have those guys and he's got to be ready for when rob isn't healthy that's fine but so does anybody have to be ready for anybody not being healthy i'm saying currently there's actually not it's not like ne criminally negligent of joe not to be I'm playing not saying Grant. it's criminally ne negligent but it is a I bit surprising a how, idea. how drastically i think his role has diminished um as of late now that being said it's only been a couple of games it's not like he hasn't played for the last two months he has and maybe there is something to be said about his performance that does have to do with the, the decrease in minutes Maybe Joe is trying things by playing him less minutes. So, but it's not like he's playing Missoula more. It's not like he's he's playing Blake Griffin more. Let's think like, of you know let's think I mean? of like, Missoula's let's think of Missoula's coaching philosophy too. And we've talked about this in comparing him to Ime Udoka. He's looking for offense. He's looking for shooters. He's looking for spacing. And it, biggest factor, as much as anything else tonight, was their defensive collapse. I understand that, but again, he shot 30 percent or whatever from three last month. Um, so you know, obviously it wasn't great. Um, you saw a couple of times where his minutes did go down, but I mean, you know, it's, I mean, you have a lot of one, two, four, two, nine, five, two, zero, six games, you know, uh, it's just very meager contributions, but there are certain games he's not even able to get a shot off, you know, like yeah, he's, he's not, not able to he's do anything. He, he 
he can't catch and shoot quick enough in the corner. And down low, he can't get it up over people because he lacks length. He's just not yeah, in the game off- Again, like Jimmy said. all, unless you swing it to him for an open that's three. It. three. That's like, it. Like Jimmy he said, know? though, what are, we, what are we comparing him to? Because let's say Hauser gets a one more three per game than him at his best. What's he giving up defensively that Grant probably wouldn't? And you can say the but same about Mascala right now. But it's a coin flip. The problem is, Bobby, is it's not obvious it should be Grant over those guys. I think defensively, you can look at I think it, it like, is. I think you can look at it and say, you know, I, I could play Muscala and be fine. I could play Hauser in this situation, be fine. It's not like the, they're like, oh man, they really needed Grant here. Like, I don't think you're saying that very often. He's losing it, but the people he's losing it to, I don't know that they're going out there and playing at a much worse level where it's no, obvious not. it should be Grant instead of them. That's all I'm saying. No, you know? but but. What you're, I think what you're hoping for is that you can get a better Grant again. Because what you, Bobby said, you saw a better Grant last year. So I think you're hoping that that's still in there somewhere. Even early but, this year. He was great yeah, to start the year. To start the and year, Defensively, yeah. I think he's always solid. And to go back to the point, it's only been recently the minutes have really dropped off. I'd be interested to see what their defense has played like over that stretch. Uh, you know, they gave up 130-plus to Indiana in that game where he played six minutes. And you know, tonight they stunk defensively. That New York game, I thought they were lousy on that end. For how much they've slid offensively, they're in a stretch where Grant was playing more consistently. It's not just because of him. Rob was out there. You're playing double big. They were top three defense. So you're balancing those two. And I think a lot of times Joe's really focused on this offense, and rightfully so, because I think you really have to manage this offense in a way you don't, the defense. Um, but you can't forget about what this team's like groundwork is. It's 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 crucial that they defend, and they missed him tonight. I thought they did on that end. He's a guy who could guard a Bridges. No, I mean he can, Sorry, but it's he can. he can, but it's not the good matchup. Like he, that's the thing is he. He can do fine in those situations, but he's not a game changer. So when you're looking at what's lacking, it's not it's not more cowbell, you know. It's not more Grant. It just is, you know. Like it's it just is. Like I I don't think he's that good. He's good enough to make an. So what do you what do you do what are you doing, John? If you're in Joe's, I think right I'm now. saying you're not putting him in just because he's Grant. I think he's got to play better. But right now, and then a commenter put it out there, I think teams have taken away that corner three. They're running him off the line there a little bit. Since yeah. that started really happening this year, he struggled um, to figure out what he's do- what he's supposed to be doing here because he can't really make a difference offensively lots of places, which is why you see so many of these two-and-one field goal attempt games. So then what do you have? Some position versatility being able to defense and switch. But again, when you have more bodies out there, that versatility doesn't matter as much because you have so many guys who impact the game in so many other ways who are going to be playing minutes when you've got, you know, Brogdon and White and Rob and Al in there. It's just he's not doing enough to absolutely demand the minutes. So I don't know. I think he's just, this might be the roller coaster with him the rest of the way, unless there's an injury. And it's going to be a roller coaster for this team. As long as they continue to rely on threes. And I worry about they it. Will. I have all year. Like you can just see one bad shooting night in a really key spot costing them. And they're adamant about it at the top. Missoula. Tonight, he used as an example that they need to shoot more. They need to be in the 40s. They need to have that volume to succeed uh, or a team to going to make them pay. And the Nets certainly did tonight. Um, but you look at that Knicks game and say, oh, well, there may be a few too many here. And 
when you're looking at it from that statistical standpoint, how much are you playing to like getting certain numbers rather than just feeling the game and getting to the spots where, you know, you're going to succeed from uh, as players there. I, I hope that this one doesn't get into their heads a little, a little bit, you know, not only for Grant with the minutes here, but the offense in terms of what they're doing on that end. Um, it was a disaster tonight. Maybe it's a one-off. That was the sentiment to go back to that. I think everybody in the locker room and Joe felt like this was just a, an aberration, but they certainly set themselves up for what happened here tonight. And it was shocking to see it go from, you know, you, you, you're not shocked that a team blows a lead, but you're shocked that you go from up 28 to really trailing by double digits midway through the fourth and chasing and chasing and chasing there and looking like you're too far behind to catch up. They flipped this game on its head and just dominated Boston. Bobby, you were sitting, it looked like, unless it was somebody else, were you sitting in the media Yeah, I was in the loge. Could you see any, like, animation with the players? Was there any life as this lead was A few words from Jalen. A few words from Jalen, a few words from Al, but – uh, a lot of blank stares on the sideline, light claps. It was it was a pretty mellow bench through that stretch. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Feels, well, feels like they just didn't have something. They were again, lacking something tonight. Revenge game against the Knicks. I could see them bouncing back here. What I do want to say about the Knicks is that Jimmy Toscano will be making his TD Garden debut. Let's go. Um, heading down. Yep. Yeah. I- yeah. I saw enough tonight. I need to go down to the garden and sniff around. I'm, I'm, I'm being Dan Shaughnessy on Sunday. He's got, the, he's got the tea. I'm Shanks. Here I go. When, yeah. Whenever there's issue, whenever there's yeah. a problem going on within an organization, you see Dan Shaughnessy. You see the guys rolling. They just poke around. They ask questions. They want to know. You know, they want to know what's yeah. going. on. I want to see for myself what's going on. So I'm going to the garden on Sunday. I think Joe Sway is going to be there. I'm fired yeah. up. It's my this return. Keeps up. It's not my debut, yeah. Josh. My return. Season guard. debut, season dude. Yeah, well, actually, multiple seasons. I haven't, I haven't been with the press pass since they shut the whole pre-COVID. thing down pre-COVID. Yeah. So, yep. Sherrod, you gonna be there? Nice. I'm, I'm gonna sit next to you at the media table, man. Oh, right next to you. Great. Me, you, G Dubs. I hope Gary's gonna be there Sunday. I know it's Sunday. I'm, I'm kind of thinking. I'm Gary's always there. there, Jimmy. I know he's the hardest working guy in the in the gym. He hasn't missed a home game since Von Wafer was here. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking I'm going to go. I might go. Oh, John's hey, yeah, we we John, John, let's go. We'll let's take go. the whole. We'll take the whole place by storm. But I'm let's I'm coming. Go. I told Josue. <laughs> they're going to see. Coming. They're, they're going to come John. Collect. They're going to see correct. John coming in the interview room, and they're going to be like, "Uh oh, now we know we <laughs> yeah. screwed up." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last Here time this. John's like the the he's the um. With the hood, what do they call him? The, just like the Grim Reaper. John's the Grim Reaper. Comes in with the last sword. Time, to end last your time season. John, <laughs> last time John was there, the, the coach, the coach was getting suspended. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. I'm yeah, coming suited and booted on Sunday. I told Joe Sway, you better come correct, or else he's gonna get blown out of the water on film. So yeah. we'll be ready. I miss it. I miss it. I uh, I I liked going in, you know, and be, you know, uh, getting yeah. in there sometimes, asking questions, being part. Part of the mix yeah uh, I, I probably you know? won't ask i probably can't well i can't even get in the locker room i don't think but um yeah if i if i was there if i get it through a few games i'll, I'll be able to ask some questions. go pre-game some jimmy ask, ask you a question oh, i'll be pre-game i'll be there pre-game yeah, yeah. Ask a anyway ask a uh, questions. we're done we're gonna wrap it up um it's uh it's friggin' 
And uh, we, we might have a new number one seed, and that's Luke's Lemon Scones uh, for the Garden, Re- Garden Report bracket. So true. It's a late, it's a late entry, but we Very are going to do that bracket. We're going to do that bracket again. See if we come up with some ideas. If you have any suggestions for things that should make the Garden we're, we're Report clipping bracket, that. We're clipping that. We're that's going to be on social tomorrow. We're soliciting them now, so please send them to us. DM them to us if you have any cool Barden-isms that you think would make. We did a field of 32 last year. Phenomenal one in a runaway. We will eliminate Phenomenal this year. The winner was out, but some of the other hits will remain. We're going to replace with some new ones. So um, yeah. send us any Garden Report-isms uh, if you guys uh, can think of them and we'll happily uh, uh, include them in the bracket. Uh, look for Jimmy at the Garden on Sunday. I'll be there. Uh, Bobby I'll be, is I'll be Yep. Uh, Joe Sway, Sherrod will be back with it. Post, what time is that game? It's a night game, right? 7.30? Yeah, it's a 7.30 game. Yeah, I'm going to roll in around 4 o'clock, get a, get a lay of the land, see who shows, see who also is there early, who's just strolling in late. Bobby, you do you know. think they would not have eaten my pies? If, if they were on the table? Which John pie? Your own in. wife wouldn't eat your pie, dude. <laughs> bring it on uh, Bring it on Sunday, be like, I know you guys oh. are down bad. If you, I made the cherry pie with a lattice crust. Would you guys, uh, <laughs> would, would you eat this if you lost? Bring it Sunday uh, if you come, John. Bring one. We'll have some immediate dining. Uh, yeah. Would you eat it if you lost? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, because I'll tell you. Mike must like defeat. Like defeat. Just, like just to get the... <laughs> Just to get the record straight, Mike Muscala did have one. Okay. That's team bonding right there. That's that's unity. The new yeah. guy. The new guy. Yeah, the new yeah. guy. He he had to have one. Exactly. Yeah. 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 All right. We're out, guys. Thanks Bobby, again did you for have watching. one? Be honest. Did you grab one on your way out? I was tempted, but I did not. Okay. Yeah, so. you can't. I feel, like you can get close. I feel like you guys are close enough where you could probably do that. Maybe one day in the future, but tonight wasn't the night. Okay. All right, cool. All right, we're we're out guys. Thanks for thanks for hanging out.